1: My name is Cynthia McIntosh and I welcome you to Nuggets of Truth Broadcast. On today, I want to encourage us to take advantage of one of God's benefits that He has waiting for all mankind. This benefit is called forgiveness. It's one of ten benefits found in Psalms 103, 1-6. through 6. Let me read that text for you. The psalmist says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. Who healeth all your diseases. Who redeems your life from destruction. Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. Now, there are ten benefits in this text. The first one being forgiveness. The rest of them are these. Healing. It's a part of God's benefits. Redemption. Loving Kindness. His tender mercies. And I love this one. Good things that satisfy our desires are renewed youthfulness, justice, righteousness, freedom from oppression. As I read through those, you are probably thinking, like myself, who wouldn't serve a God that has all these benefits? For there are many institutions on this earth that wants us to become a part of them but they do not have them when you look at these things it's probably a list of things that you probably would want to have in a marriage oh yes the top one being forgiveness and the good news is that christ is married to the church and because of that marriage we have with him At the top of the list, (laughs) there is forgiveness. And the great news about these benefits that we have from God is that these benefits start now. As soon as you become a believer, you can start receiving these things. In Second Corinthians 5.17, the writer says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Verse 21 of that same chapter says, For he hath made him to be sin, this being Jesus, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. This text in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, 21, says as soon as we become a believer." believer. We become the righteousness of God. This is our new occupation. This is our job every day to be the righteousness of God. And the great news is that our employment in this life opens us up to the wealth of God. In Ephesians 1.17, Paul referred to this wealth of God as the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints. And one of the blessings of wealth that we have as a child of promise is forgiveness. And for the rest of the session today I want to talk about forgiveness. First of all, forgiveness from God starts with our repentance and is followed up by God's restoration. Forgiveness that opens us up prior to repentance is not just saying I'm sorry for sin. For repentance says I'm now ready to change my behavior and reap the blessings of a changed life. You see, our repentance opens us up to the forgiveness of God. For the forgiveness of God is always being. Flooded into the earth every day. But God is looking for people with hearts of repentance. One writer said said it like this. Repentance is the activity of reviewing one's actions and feeling regret for past wrongs. It is a commitment to personal change and the decision to live a more responsible and humane life. It also involves sorrow over a specific sin or series of sin that an individual feels he or she has committed. One writer put it like this. Uh, he said this in Joel two, thirteen, verse 13. He says, Rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord your God for he is gracious and merciful. Slow to anger and of great kindness and repenteth him of the evil. Forgiveness which comes into our life through our repentance can be termed as rending our hearts unto the Lord. And in this text you see the response of God to turning away from sin. We turn away from sin. It brings about the grace of God, the mercy of God, and the slowness to anger from God, and great kindness. Repentance, with rendering of our heart, moves God to give us back what sinful life has stolen. You see, sin will will rob you of of the blessings of God. Sin's goal is to torment you and to take you down but and not take you up. And of course, uh, sin is a liar. It's a thief. It doesn't plan to bless you but to curse you. And the great news is that Christ has come to reverse that curse. But again, to reap that reversal of the curse of sin Through the forgiveness of God, we've got to render our hearts. Now, let me talk about rendering of our hearts more. I I, I want to share some thoughts from Charles Charles Spurgeon, one of my favorite teachers and writers. He said, heart rendering is divinely wrought and solemnly felt. It is a secret grief which is personally experienced, not in mere form, but as a deep, soul-moving work of the Holy Spirit. Upon the innermost heart of each believer, it is not a matter to be merely talked of of and believed in, but keenly and sensitively felt in every living child of the living God. It is powerfully humiliating and complete sin purging, but then it is sweetly preparative for those gracious consolations which proud and humble spirits are unable to receive. It is distinctly discriminating for it belongs to the elect of God and to them alone. This text commands us to rend our hearts, but they are naturally hard as marble. How then can this be done? We must take them to Calvary. A dying Savior's voice rent the rocks once and it is as powerful now. O Blessed Spirit, let us hear the death cries of Jesus, and our hearts shall be rent even as men rend their vestues in the day of lamentation. You see here in the writings of Charles Spurgeon that rendering our hearts unto God takes us to a place of grief and of sorrow And the great news as we we, we take this place of lamentation, it opens us up to the restoration of things lost while living in sin. Although forgiven, sin leaves us wounded, scarred. It rapes us of our innocence. It leaves us full of regret, remorse, Feelings of shame. And for this reason, beloveds, we need to enter a season of restoration. You see, true restoration, true repentance will take us into a season of renewal and recovery of things lost. We can get back to a place where we live the life that God has planned for us. Sin will plan your life for destruction, but God will plan your life for restoration. You will find yourself being built up, your life into a season of improvement. It will also take you into a season of what I call creation, for, for, for sometimes the Lord will take us into seasons of life where our life becomes... Something that we never dreamed of. Oh yes, beloveds, there are things in all of our lives that will allow us to enter into that new life, that new beginning. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Do you need change in your life? Do you need a new beginning? Are you looking for something to confront you that challenges you? Well, if it is, beloveds, I challenge you to come to God in repentance, to make a turn from everything in your life that you know displeases Him. Expect the restoration and the forgiveness of God to flood your life It will cleanse you. It will bathe you in sweetness. It will bathe you in joy. It will bathe you in peace. It will bathe you with a new outlook on life. It will cause you to arise every morning and say to yourself, Something exciting is going to happen in my life today. Oh yes, it's a daily process. God doesn't forsake us. He doesn't leave us when we turn to him with a heartfelt desire to change our ways, to turn from sin, and to face him and give him what's rightfully his. And that's you, beloveds, you are the righteousness of God. But beloveds, I've got to go. God bless you, and I hope to share again with you all next week.